It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this exciting, robust lifestyle show. I am just overly excited today to welcome back a returning diva, Deb Matlock, with me, who I am just even more excited to tell everyone that she is going to be returning on a monthly basis to Robust Lifestyles to give us all, to share all of her knowledge and wisdom with us. So right now, Deb, could you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, Joyce. Thanks so much. I am, I am as well, I'm looking forward to being a regular guest on your show and, and all of our conversations, I'm sure, will be very fun. And as Joyce said, my name is Deb Matlock, and I live in Colorado. I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, which focuses on sacred connection between humans and earth, animals, and the world of spirit. And my passion is really ex- exploring how we can deeply connect and how we can find our our true offerings of service uh, to the world around us through those deep connections. Oh, so beautiful. Well, that that just all ties right into the topic today of living with the more-than-human world as part of our community. Wow, what a more fitting introduction to top right into it. I love that. <laughs> and, on your website, I just love the phrase, live deeply connected to earth, animals, and spirit. I just think that is just beautiful. So Thank you. If, you are so welcome. So as talking along that line with living more deeply connected in this way, what does it exactly mean to extend our sense of community to include the non-human life? Yeah, I love that question. That question speaks so deeply to my heart. I I feel like so often when we use the word community, we're talking about humans. And I think that's valid, and and we should, of course, explore our human communities. But we also live by so many other beings, whether they are the birds outside our window, the dogs laying by our fireplaces, the ants outside of our front door, the the plants in in the garden. You know, we live in this vibrant world of life with all of these beings, all of these creatures around us. And they are all part of our community as as we are part of theirs. And so if we extend our idea of community to include humans and all these other beings, then it's like our worlds just explode with life and with connection and with relationships. And and there's just there's no end to it. Oh yeah. Well that is that is so beautifully put. I love how you said the vibrant world around us includes the plants, not just the animals, but the plants and all the living. I mean, the trees right now are here in Kansas are starting to bud out a little bit with springtime around the corner and as the grass becomes green. and Oh, it just, it really makes me feel like it's what helps me to survive and thrive so much better in this world when you can connect to all of it, to the earth and the animals and everything. So... 
why does it matter if we see the non-human life as part of our community? I've shared a little bit how it helps me. How do you feel that it matters to others in the world? Yeah, I, I was going to say I love what you just said because that's a part of it for me is that I think if we look at ourselves in relationship to the world around us, human and not, um, we can see our our patterns and our rhythms and we can see how our actions impact those around us. And and we, you know, theoretically can move in a, a way of conscious awareness. You know, it's like if we're going to do tree trimming and we know that there's a bird with bird nest in that tree, you know, can we make the choice, for example, to wait until the birds have left the nest to to do what we need to do with the tree? You know, can we can we think in that holistic, conscious way is, is one of the benefits, I think, from really looking at the world around us and seeing ourselves in these deep and sacred relationships. I think another piece is what you were describing, and, and that's very true for me. It, it's like the grounding me and helping me see myself uh, as part of a rhythm and part of the natural world that is recurring. You know, the the example that comes to mind is last spring when the pandemic hit and everything was just shifting. It was right around the time here in Colorado that the bulbs started to bloom and the birds started to get really busy for spring, and it just was so comforting to me to think, okay, there are there are some of these things that are still stable and still the same, and it really allowed me to keep my feet on the ground during a time when the human community was in a bit of chaos. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think oh, the other piece that comes to mind is that it, it also allows us to know that we we live with so much life around us, which is easy to take for granted. If we're stuck in our own little worlds and we're focusing on email and our driving where we go and you know, if we if we don't see the rest of the life around us, our lives I think can can start to feel really small and insular. But if we know that there's all these other beings who are living their day to day lives right beside us you know, how does that expand our our philosophical and spiritual sense of, of being alive on this incredible earth? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and I love being conscious of what's around you. Like you explained about the tree, that is just beautiful. Can we wait until the little birds are ready to fly out of the nest? And even what comes to my mind as I think of that is the beautiful, take a moment just to enjoy the beautiful sunrises and sunsets. Be aware of what's around you in order to feel that deep connection and spirituality to animals and nature. Yeah, you know, and that makes me think, um, just a quick story of my grandfather at the end of his life, he was in his mid-90s, mm-hmm. and we were talking, and I said, so what, what would you tell me about life that, that you've learned? And he said, he said, I wish, I wish I had known how wonderful it was to watch the sunset. I would have done it a lot earlier and a lot more often. Oh. And so now I, I try oh. to watch the sunset whenever I can and think of him mm-hmm. because, you know, he was in his 90s when he realized what a benefit that was for him. Yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm a person that absolutely loves sunrises and sunsets every evening it's about the time i'm out doing with the animals and i'm like oh that is just breathtaking and every day i say that and i'm like sometimes my husband will look at me like it's just the sunset i'm going no it's more than that (laughs) that's right it's that window to your soul Uh-huh. It really is. And it just it just touches it cuz the colors are just so vibrant and and it just I don't know, it's almost like it gives off energy for me. Is that 
something that you feel that we can receive from different things outside that we can receive the energy in those ways or am I just imagining it? (laughs) Oh, no, I I would definitely um, agree with you. I've had experiences as well where I felt like whether it was the color in the sky or or the energy of a, a, a plant kind of emerging in the garden, you know, that it's just, you know, the world is energy and we're energetic beings and and all of life is, is an energetic force, you know, whether it's a spiritual thing we're thinking of or a, a physiological, you know, so it makes total sense to me that um, we would be able to feel that and also be impacted by it. You know, for example, the sunset for me is also uh, is very calming, and it helps me kind of just downshift from the day. And, you know, that it just feels like being in that deep rhythmic connection with the cycles of the sun and the earth is is so much energy exchange there, I think. Well, good. That makes me feel good. And I, I'm, uh, I'm experiencing what I should be from it. <laughs> I just, I've always just really loved them. And springtime to me is just like a fresh new start to the whole world, the way everything just starts to green up. And I just think it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of people and cultures that that call spring the new year. You know, not January 1st, (laughs) but but spring. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I love that idea. I may take that up. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is beautiful. Well, do you feel that being in touch with nature and what's around us like this, does it also help us to be of more service to others, be it be it human or non-human? You know, I like to think so. And, and I can say for myself and, and people I've known and worked with, I, I would say the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see relationships around us and we really make the effort to get to know the beings that we live near, it seems to me that a natural extension of that would be that we also say, wow, how can I care? How can I act on behalf of these beings? You know, what can I do? And, and, you know, it's people come out to a community um, park trash cleanup, for example, and in the stories after stories that I'll hear at events like that are things like, oh, I just love coming out here in the spring and watching the ducklings. And, you know, they have these relationships with the place and with the wildlife. And then that propels yeah. them to say, I want to care for this place. I, I, this is not okay that we've got fishing line on the shores of this lake. We're taking care of this or whatever it is, you know. Um, so in my heart of hearts, I hope that answer is yes for, for many, for many yes. of us. Uh, oh, I, I truly feel it does because if you're happy on the inside and can relate, you're, it makes you more giving on the outside to others, too. So, oh, that's a beautiful way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. So really, we all need to just take a moment, be aware, be conscious of what's around us, and live more compassionately and respectfully to everything, be it human or non-human, in ways like that. How do you recommend people to start to live that way if they're going, I'd really like to do it, but I'm stuck. What's my first step that I need to take? Yeah, you know, a first step that is really simple, and it's it's really, I call it a low-hanging fruit kind of step, you know, easy to grab off the tree, 
is to just say each day I'm going to notice one being in the natural world that maybe I haven't noticed before or maybe draws my attention. And I'm just going to go in on my calendar and just write down, you know, robin, earthworm, you know, uh, tulip, you know, and just take a few seconds, a few minutes, and just walk outside the door and, and look for those beings. And just who draws your attention? Who who do you want to sort of say hello to? And then jot that, that being down on your calendar. And what's really fun about that is that at the end of the month, you can look at all these beings that are part of your community. You can also trace it if you keep doing it. You can trace it through the year and the seasons, and you can sort of see who's who's around at what part of the year and, and who's not. You know, certainly here in Colorado, we have certain birds that are definitely not here in the winter and some that are here in the winter and not the rest of the year. And, you know, that could be a starting point just to say, I just want to get to know my neighbors. You know, just like if a new neighbor walked moved in across the street, a new human neighbor, you you might go over and welcome them to the neighborhood, take them cookies, whatever it is. You know, how do we get to know the neighbors around us that aren't human, but that we live with every day? One uh, way to do that is oh. to track that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is That's a fun. fantastic <laughs> idea and an easy step to do. I mean, it's it's not complicated. If you walk outside and you see that bird, that red birds are my or cardinals, I guess is their official name. I I I just absolutely adore them, and I've always heard that when you see one, someone in heaven is thinking of you, and Aww. it just I just love that because it's always it, I always see one when I need to. It's just like there they are. It's it's like they read my mind, and I need that refreshment from them. And I just, oh, they're just beautiful. I love them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's a great example, too, you know, because it's like they're part of your community, and you have this connection, and, you know, it, it has meaning for you. And, um, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. We can all find those those connections wherever we live, whether it's cardinals or, or some other being. Yeah. Right. Oh. And how you call them neighbors? I love that. They they are our neighbors. <laughs> yeah, we we all share the same world. We all planet. share the same world. That's right. That is right. And and we can take it down a notch even and say we all share the same community or the same yard or the same you know plot mm-hmm. of land. I mean, you know, and the, I I always marvel at this big huge world full of so many beings. It's like, why am I here right now with these few? You know, what about the mass, you know, mystery of the universe has made it so that these are the animals that I'm hanging out with or this is the land that I'm, I'm caring for right now. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Yes, yes, that, it is amazing. It is, it is just amazing how you are in a certain place at a certain time and how you are caring for them. And we all share the same air. I mean, we're all breathing the same air, be it the plants, the the animals, or us. We're all in it. We're all in it together. And yeah. I just love the idea of just living together, living and helping one another out. Because, oh, that is that is just incredible. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's in a beautiful vision, I think, for the world, too. If we just all do a uh-huh. little bit of that each day, what, what might the world look like? Yes. What might the world look like if we could do that? Well, in that, what benefits have you seen through your work that people really experience or start to experience when they start to become aware and conscious of nature and animals and the spirit? 
that's out there for them. What are some of the benefits you've seen? Yeah, over the years I've seen some people, you know, make major life changes because of their growing relationship with the natural world or their sense of spirituality and how that relates to their connections. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen people do, do smaller changes, but no less profound. You know, I had one client once who started a, a nature study group for the homeschooling kids in her neighborhood, which her kids were part of this little group of families, and they just didn't have anything like that. So she just started once a week after, you know, afternoon exploring nature and it was beautiful and these kids had this incredible experience and all that was born from her own connection and her own sense of inspiration and her own urge to sort of um, help others find that and and help others learn how to care for the the places where they were living. Mm -hmm. I've seen people make pollinator gardens out of their, you know, um, out of their non-native gardens, you know, little, little things, big things. Um, but it's really more about just helping us find our sense of our our own belonging within it all, and what can we contribute? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are those are some great benefits. Wow, how you can you can kind of go inside of yourself and pull that out. It's there, and the animals and the nature can help bring out your true self in a lot of ways like that. Oh. Oh, you're so right. I love how you said that. Yeah, we take away some of our cultural human trappings and we can just really be who we are. Yeah. Oh, that is, that's beautiful because I just, I mean, I can relate. I have in my office, I have my little red healer, which he's all over my Facebook and everywhere, but (laughs) he has just, it's just because he has, he has touched my soul. He has made me realize so much in life. It's it's incredible. I mean, he doesn't need to speak any words. Him and I can look in each other's eyes and know what we need. It is just, it's incredible how an animal or at, that just happens to be what I've connected with is the animals. And I think everyone can connect with something. I have a friend that loves to watch the birds. She'll message me and go, oh, these birds are just beautiful. They have such beautiful actions and there's colors. And so she's relating to the birds and helping her to bring out different ways of feeling about uh, her life. Yeah. Yeah, and trees. I, I hear a lot of people talking about their favorite tree growing up or how they feel near trees and and same with bodies of water. That seems to be another one. People um, often have stories and memories, and or people crave time next to a little stream or a pond, or um, even you know, <laughs> even the bird bath in the backyard can still you know bring some of that water feeling and that sound. And um, yeah. Oh uh, yes, that's. There are so many ways. I mean, we have named so many different ones. Just going chatting here of different ways the sky the trees the plants the birds i mean it's just it's all around us the uh it's just amazing it's totally amazing how we can all connect together like that how how did you kind of start if you could share with the listeners how you first realized of all the ways that these could help people in spiritual ways, in growth ways, in just helping in all kinds of ways. 
What was maybe a moment in your life that made you realize this? Yeah, I I will say I came to all of this work from my own journey 100%. Um, Growing up where I was outside all the time, growing up with my dog as my best friend, you know, seeing the the more-than-human world as very much a part of my life. But I think when I really started to appreciate it was probably uh, late teens or early 20s. I was going through a challenging time in life, and I was really questioning my purpose and my role and what was my future going to be and all those things that we do you know, periodically, especially at that age. And mm-hmm. I, had, um, I just knew I had to be outside. I I couldn't think clearly indoors, and I just I'd never thought about it like that. So I went outside and I went for a hike, and I sat down in these rocks, and I could just feel the ancient energy off of these rocks, and I, it just kind of gave me this sense of you know, Deb, you're not going to have all the answers today, but you don't need to. Like the the story is bigger than you. It's okay. And it was just this moment where I didn't know that I was doing anything wilderness therapy or any of these things. I just was doing what felt right to my heart, and realized that I felt like I was in the company of this wisdom and these these rocks that were just wise and old. And it was my a chance to speak with, with the universe, speak with my own spirit. And from then on, I started to realize, wow, this is, this is powerful stuff. And then through my career, just seeing other people have their own experiences of that, it really kind of humbled me to realize, you know, we are of this earth and our spirit is, is, alive it's it doesn't mean that there's not a life you know all the religions they, they they all fit within this because here we are you know it's not against anything being being a part of the planet is not against anything uh, oh deb that was absolutely beautiful oh my word i love that how you just realized it in that way it what i heard is follow your heart i mean you yeah. felt it in your heart that that's what it was, and I, oh, that was that was absolutely gorgeous. That just touched me because I, and I can kind of relate because horses was always and they still are a huge part in my life. They have always been my way to let go of things. And even growing up as a kid and in my teen years, if I needed to get out and think, I'd go get on my horse and just go. And I mean, it was always my way that my horse gave me a new look on life. And I just, I I never realized how important that was until I finally started to learn more and more on the animal communication and how important they are in our life and everything. But yes, I can totally relate to what you're saying about sitting on the rocks. Mine was being on my horse. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and what a beautiful relationship to to grow up with. And you know, I feel like those relationships kind of form us and they they weave into us and and whether we grew up with those or not, we can we can consciously have those relationships now as adults, you know. So I I I definitely think um the invitation is there for everybody wherever they are in their life journey, you know. Oh, yes. Yes. I I agree with you totally because I mean, even if you if you do not have the 
the ability to be out in the country or be be around them. There's always shelters that need help. Or if you're connected to animals and want to be connected, there's ways to go that way. There's And there's way, riding places for horses. There's parks. There's nature trails. There's all kinds of places to connect with them, even if you are not able to live in the country. You do have ways that you can connect back to nature and animals. Absolutely. You know, with every sip of water we take, we're connecting ourselves to the to the world, to the earth, every breath of air, every bite of food. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't be separate. So you're exactly right. It doesn't matter. You know, there's wildness in, in deep cities, too, with, you know, I've seen falcons diving off of skyscrapers and, and going after pigeons on the sidewalk. You know, this wildness in, in the natural world is everywhere. And, and it's also in us. You know, we can't we can't mm-hmm. escape it. No. Thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness. (laughs) That's why I love your website name, Wild Rhythms. I think that's just so fitting to everything you talked about. It is just beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) It it is just all around us. No matter where we are, it, it can be found. You just have to be aware and conscious of what's around you. That is so beautiful. Well, Deb, this interview has just been fabulous. I I had wrote down all kinds of notes from what you were saying. I just loved it. You gave so much great information. Would you have some final thoughts to share with our listeners today as we start to wrap up this interview? Sure. I would just say, you know, it's it's the time of year in March, no matter where we are in the world, you know, the, the seasons are shifting and the patterns of the natural world and the wildlife around us are shifting and it's a really fun and, and exciting time to open our eyes and, and increase our awareness. It's it's one of those times of lots of activity, you know, starting to rev up. And so it's a beautiful time to, um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, kind of start with that, that, that new plate, that new year kind of feeling of, all right, I'm just going to start my relationship right now, today, no matter what, no expectations. It's just Whatever it is, I'm just going to open my heart a little bit today, and just let that journey unfold. And our, and you know, whatever, it, wherever it takes you, um, that would be my one oh. thought to leave with for today. Oh, that was just an absolutely beautiful thought. Just kind of what we went back to: follow from your heart, and spring is a new beginning. And oh, I love that. I'm going to remember that spring is a new year because I've always felt that way. It's the start of everything new. <laughs> yeah, me too. It makes a lot more sense to me than January 1st. <laughs> me too. I like this a whole lot better. <laughs> well, Deb, I want to thank you so much. And I want to remind our listeners again that Deb Matlock is going to be back with us on a monthly basis sharing her knowledge and wisdom all about the animals and nature and the spirit. I I am just so excited to have you back once a month, Deb. (laughs) Oh, me too. I really am really looking forward to it. And thank you so much for that offer. Oh, you are so welcome. So very welcome. Have a wonderful day today, Deb. You too, and and as well to all the listeners. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And we will be posting all of Deb's social media links to this podcast. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this interview with our amazing diva, Deb Matlock. 
please share it with your family and friends. Check out all the hosts and their shows on divasacare.com. Fantastic day. Be kind to all. Give your animals a hug and share your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.